Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And as we gather here on Tuesday, February 25th, to talk about the Bruins, we welcome Nick Ritchie into the fold. Yes, that's right. Don Sweeney was busy working the phones on Monday prior to the trade deadline. And the only deal that he made was acquiring Nick Ritchie from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Danton Heinen. We will break down the sum total of Sweeney's work over the past few days, as well as preview tonight's game against the Calgary Flames and look at some other deals that were and were not made around the NHL yesterday. Before we get into it, I'd like to remind you that my name is Ian. I am the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available wherever you get uh, other podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Casts. Uh, it's all there and uh, ready for you to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and of course, listen to on a daily basis. Now let's begin by taking a look at what Sweeney did here on Monday. Again, trading uh, Danton Heinen to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for winger Nick Ritchie. Straight up, one-for-one deal. Here's what we know about Nick Ritchie. He's a 24-year-old left-shot winger who is signed through to the end of next season at a cap hit of $1.498925 million. Uh, he was the 10th overall pick at the 2014 draft, the same draft in which Danton Heinen, for whom he was acquired, was selected uh, 116th overall. Richie has appeared in 287 games for the Anaheim Ducks, scoring 43 goals and adding 66 assists. Uh, for comparison's sake, Heinen has played in 220 games. He has 34 goals, 69 assists, and um, 103 total points. So six fewer points than Richie in 67 games, fewer plays. So on a point-per-game basis, Heinen gets the advantage there, although uh, Richie brings an extra physical element to his game as evidenced by his 331 career penalty minutes to date. Um, and that is one of the reasons why Don Sweeney made this trade. Uh, he said of Nick Ritchie, we do believe he adds an element to our hockey club that we didn't have prior to today, meaning before the trade deadline. We're happy about it. There's some big bodied hockey that's going to be played going forward. And I think he's a part of that. Uh, Sweeney added, he's done it in Anaheim and we think he'll address some of those needs for us moving forward. That being, um, some interior tenacity, uh, a guy that can use his size and strength to create more offense from the middle of the ice, basically to get position in front of the net, to make things difficult for uh, the defenseman, for the goaltender, and, uh, to really be a physical presence and help create some, uh, offensive opportunities from the third line, uh, most likely with um, Charlie Coyle at center and Anders Bjork on the right side. 
Uh, so that's kind of the impetus for the trade. Nick Ritchie said, I've always known how good a team this was from the few times we do play them. Only played them a couple of times in my career, but it's always a team that is so hard to play against because of that identity. They play a hard game. Um, I'm glad to join a winning team now, he said. Uh, on the flip side, Don Sweeney did acknowledge how difficult it was to part with Danton Heinen. He'd become an important piece for the Bruins developing young core in recent years, a very uh, important two-way player for the Boston Bruins. Uh, Sweeney began yesterday's press conference by saying he wanted to thank Danton Heinen, a really good young player for us. Wish him well in Anaheim. Sweeney acknowledged it was a really difficult conversation to have and that Heinen was visibly upset. Uh, there's a great opportunity that lies ahead for him in Anaheim. He'll probably get more ice time, uh, more power play time. Uh, Sweeney wished him the best in that sense. His production has been down a little bit this year, and Heinen has been hard on himself. But Sweeney said he's a tremendous person and a really, really good hockey player. Uh, he added, I hope he goes and flourishes there. Whether that's a reflection that I made a bad trade, I don't care. I only wish the best for him. And this... Last comment there by Don Sweeney really uh, opens up the reality that this was partially due uh, to Boston's cap situation. Nick Ritchie, like I said, carries a cap hit of one, just a shade under 1.5 million. Uh, Danton Heinen was signed through next year at 2.8 million, meaning the Bruins are saving $1.3 million against the cap uh, prorated through the end of this year. And then, uh, through next season as well. And that, along with the ability to dump uh, three-quarters of David Backus's contract in Friday's trade that saw Andre Kasha come the other way, uh, is a significant savings against the cap for the Bruins next season, which they desperately need in order to uh, try to get their RFA signed in Andres Bjork, who now that Danton Heinen is gone. Bjork will be relied upon uh, all that much more to uh, play that uh, strong two-way role that Heinen had been filling. Uh, the trade of Heinen is really a vote of confidence in Bjork and what he's capable of moving forward and how important he is going to be to this team. Uh, he's an RFA this summer. Uh, Jake DeBrusque is an RFA this summer. And Matt Grizzlick is in RFA this summer. So uh, Boston certainly needed the cap room to get those guys signed. Uh, I would expect maybe some uh, shorter term, shorter, uh, sorry, not shorter, but smaller value deals for them, more bridge type deals. But then, of course, we also know that Tory Krug is an uh, unrestricted free agent. And ideally, these trades have opened the door for him to be re-signed. Um, you know, there's still some question as to whether he's open to taking uh, less than what he might command on the open market, but uh, there certainly seems to be mutual appetite to get a deal done, and the cap savings made by these two trades with the Ducks certainly open the door for that to become more of a reality. And, you know, um, if these deals amount to that, then... It's a good bit of work for Sweeney, not only in bringing in these two players uh, who are very young, very capable, um, but also to keep uh, a majority of this core together uh, through the next several seasons as well. At the end of the day, the Bruins were able to add some skill and speed in Kasha for the second line. He'll 
presumably play with DeBrusque and David Krejci, and then adding that big body to play alongside Bjork and Coyle on the third line. Uh, again, Richie said he drives to the net, he wins puck battles, hopefully can bring a few wins down and around the net, help the team here. I'm going to take pride in playing that big game, winning battles, playing physical, and driving to the net for sure. And the belief is that he and Charlie Coyle, along with Bjork on the right side, uh, will uh, amount to a very difficult third line to play against. And that's where championships are won with that depth, getting contributions up and down the lineup, and certainly Sweeney's counting on that to happen from Richie. And um, yeah, hoping that kind of a change of scenery boosts his production. His career high in goals was 14, set in 2016-2017. He has eight goals and 11 assists through 41 games this season. So on a bit of a, you know, 16 goal pace, which which is pretty decent for a third liner. And uh, his cap hit, again, is certainly a consideration to be made. So at the end of the day, Sweeney's entire body of work over the last few days amounts to Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha uh, sent from Anaheim in exchange for Danton Heinen, David Backus, defensive prospect Axel Anderson, and Boston's 2020 first-round pick, which uh, obviously the hope is that it's going to be, uh, you know, a very, very late first-round pick. Uh, so altogether, I think it's pretty good work by Don Sweeney, all things considered. Um, you know, the big improvement is the addition of Kasha at the second-line right-wing position. Uh, Richie for Heinen is a bit of a wash, but when you consider the um, cap savings and the possibility of retaining uh, Krug and getting their RFA signed, uh, without too much trouble, then, uh, you know, it's a sum total win in my estimation. Uh, Nick Ritchie's underlying stats are actually uh, decent. He's a positive possession player. He's positive in terms of expected goals. Uh, decent, uh, you know, rate stats, meaning uh, scoring per uh, amount of ice time opportunities. There's a chance he might get some second power play time as a, a net front presence on the, the second unit. Uh, where uh, Danton Heinen used to get some ice time. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's fun just to get an injection of new talent. Um, I think, you know, maybe some people were put off by the Richie name and the recent addition of Brett and how that didn't work out. But Nick is a an overall better player, as evidenced by the fact that he was selected 10th overall, uh, you know, a handful of years ago. Uh, there's certainly the belief there that he can be a very effective NHL uh, winger. And um, I really think him slotted in the third line left wing spot alongside Coyle and Bjork has a potential to be uh, a very, very good fit for him. Uh, the consensus around the league was that, you know, it was uh, pretty good work from Don Sweeney altogether, uh, Craig Custance of The Athletic wrote another strong deadline for Sweeney and his staff picking up Kasha in the same deal that unloaded Bacchus's contract was smart work and seemed to be universally liked from people all around the league. He's a very effective player, texted one NHL head coach about Kasha, competitive, average to above average skill, strong on loose pucks. He will help Boston. Uh, picking up Richie for Heinen gives the bottom of the forward group a different look and the Bruins felt 
like they were dealing from a position of strength. One NHL source comparing Richie to Heinen said he has different attributes, uh, obviously bigger, gives them some capable heaviness and size, and a guy who can play higher up in your lineup if you choose to put him there. And overall, Custance gave the Bruins an A- minus at the deadline work. Um, So yeah, overall, I'm pretty pleased with what Sweeney was able to do. Obviously not able to land the big fish in Chris Kreider or uh, Kyle Palmieri or Brandon Saad. But um, I think the lineup is better today than it was last week. And um, that's that's all that matters, really. We have Connor Clifton returning from injury uh, to add some depth on the blue line. Um, I would have liked Sweeney to maybe add a... Um, a right-hand shot on the blue line, but overall these two additions uh, at Ford were their biggest needs and they were able to fill that quite successfully. Let's now take a quick look at tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. The Flames are, um, you know, pushing for a playoff spot out West. They're currently holding down the first wild card spot, uh, although they're only two points back of the Vancouver Canucks for third in the Pacific and actually only six points back of Vegas for first in that division as well. They're on a uh, one game winning streak, not really a streak, but they're five, five in their last 10 games. They have a minus nine goal differential. And we all know the Bruins beat the flames just last week after Calgary amassed a three, one lead. And then Boston came back to win four, uh, three. What can we expect from the Bruins? tonight in terms of lines. Well, it looks like we'll have to wait for Andre Kosh's debut with the Boston Bruins. Uh, he has been dealing with uh, injury illness over the last uh, several days, and uh, he'll hopefully be ready to go for Thursday's game. He has been out of the lineup uh, since February 7th, so the Bruins are giving him uh, some extra time to get up to speed and get back to full health before uh, plugging him into the lineup. The Bruins will next play on Thursday um, at home to the Dallas Stars, so expect Kasha to make his debut then. Uh, Nick Ritchie will be in the lineup. Uh, he will skate on the third line, as I mentioned, alongside uh, Coyle and Bjork, and it's likely that you know Carson Kuhlman will retain his spot on the second line for the time being uh, until Kasha is able to make his debut, and we'll see what kind of trickle-down effect there is there. Um, Nick Ritchie will wear number 21 for the Bruins. The last player to wear that number was Jordan Suarez, and then, of course, Louis Erickson rocked it for a few uh, years before that. Uh, The most notable player to wear that number in recent history was Andrew Ference, who wore it from 2007 to 2013 and, of course, won a Stanley Cup with that number on his back as well. Tonight will be Boston's 64th game of the season. They have a record of 39, 12, and 12. They are the top team in the NHL at the moment with 90 points, five ahead of Tampa Bay, although the Lightning do have a game in hand. Tampa Bay will be in action tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, so a big game to keep an eye on as well uh, while the Bruins game is going on. Uh, The Bruins are second to the Lightning in terms of goal differential, plus 50 compared to uh, plus 49. Uh, And both teams are 8-2 over their last 10 games. Uh, 
Lightning entering the tonight's action on a two-game losing streak, and Boston, of course, lost their last game against Vancouver. Now that the trade deadline has come and gone, and we kind of have a sense of what this team is going to look like down the stretch, uh, you know, the race for first in the Atlantic becomes the big story. Whether or not the Bruins will face a Metro wildcard team or fall to second to face likely the Maple Leafs in the first round. Um, after tonight, like I said, they'll be at home to Dallas on Thursday. Then they'll travel to uh, New York to play the Islanders on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. And uh, lo and behold, they don't have a weekend back-to-back this this weekend. Uh, they'll be off from Saturday until Tuesday, where they'll travel to Florida to play uh, the Lightning on Tuesday, then the Panthers on Thursday, and then back home on Saturday, March 7th, to play another game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So those will be two massive games uh, that will uh, play a large role in dictating how um, the Atlantic Division standings shake out. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is addressing the media right now, confirming Andre Kasha out for tonight's game against the uh, Calgary Flames, hopeful to make his debut on Thursday. Nick Ritchie will make his debut alongside Coyle and Bjork, and Tuka Rask will get the start in net. Uh, Jeremy Lozon remains with Matt Grizzlick, and the fourth line will be Corrali, Lindholm, and Wagner, um, with Corrali shifting over to the left side, Lindholm getting the start at center. Uh, so Connor Clifton has been recalled, but not quite ready to step back into the lineup. Uh, so that's how things will shake out for tonight's game against the Flames. Should be an entertaining one, and hopefully the Bruins can begin their post-deadline stretch uh, with the win and uh, just continue to solidify their standing as one of, if not the best team in the NHL, although uh, the Penguins and the Capitals sure um, you know, did their part to uh, improve their situations prior to the deadline, and uh, they will be, you know, the Eastern Conference looks like it'll literally be last last man standing as, uh, you know, there's several strong teams in this conference. Um, and uh, it'll be very tough for the Bruins to uh, defend their Eastern Conference title, but um, I think it's well within their grasp based on their experience, uh, the additions that they've made here prior to the deadline, and, um, you know, yeah, coaching the belief that they have that they can get back to where they were last year and finish the job but it all starts tonight against the flames and uh, i for one am excited to see nick ritchie in his debut and how he will try to endear himself quickly to uh, some bruins fans who may be uh, lamenting the loss of danton heinen but uh, at the end of the day i think again it is a bit of a wash and that Richie will be able to step in and uh, be an effective uh, member of the Boston Bruins. Let's finish the show by taking a look at some news and notes around the NHL. It was a very, very busy uh, trade deadline altogether. I think it's tied the record for most players moved in uh, a single day at 55. Um, You know, most of them were depth moves and, you know, mid-round picks moving along, but there were some significant uh, deals that were made, uh, specifically the Pittsburgh Penguins added a lot of depth by bringing Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez from 
Buffalo. Uh, the Sabres also some, for some reason, added Wayne Simmons from the New Jersey Devils. They clearly believe that there is some uh, hopes left in their playoff aspirations. Um, the Edmonton Oilers loaded up a bit by adding Mike Green from the Detroit Red Wings, as well as Andreas Athanasiu, who, if he's paired with Connor McDavid, could form uh, the you know fastest duo in the league. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning made a bit of a head-scratcher in trading a first-round pick in exchange for Berkeley Goodrow uh, from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Patrick Marlowe went from the Sharks to the Penguins. Tyler Ennis went from the Senators to the Oilers. Uh, Ottawa also traded Vladislav Nemesnikov to Colorado for a fourth-round pick. Uh, JP, JP, JG Pajot was sent from the Senators to the New York Islanders for a first, a second, and a, th- a conditional pick in 2022. Pajot then went on to sign uh, a big-time contract extension with the Islanders. Um, so that was probably one of the biggest deals of the day. And also the Vegas Golden Knights loaded up by adding Robin Leonard uh, in a three-way deal that sent um, Malcolm Subban and um, Stanislav Demin to Chicago. Toronto was also in there for some reason, and they ended up with a fifth-round pick at the 2020 NHL draft. So those were some of the bigger deals made uh, on Monday. Of course, you can look at trade trackers and see uh, what all went on. Of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning are Boston's biggest concern at the moment, seeing as they'll have to get through them in order to get out of the Atlantic division. And Tampa Bay is chasing them for first overall. Um, they you know, had made the Blake Coleman trade previously. They added Goodrow. They've added Pat Maroon earlier in the season. They signed Zach Bogosian. So clearly they're trying to get bigger. Whether or not it makes them better is yet to be seen. Seriously, a first-round pick for Goodrow is a huge head-scratcher in my mind. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that pays off for the Lightning, who are looking to wipe away that embarrassing uh, sweep at the hands of the Blue Jackets last season. The Toronto Maple Leafs were said to have been putting Tyson Berry in play. He uh, was not traded, and in fact, they... Uh, signed Jake Muzzin to a contract extension. Uh, and uh, he will be making $5.625 million against the cap over the next four years. Uh, so pretty big signing for them. The Hurricanes are another team that the Bruins could end up playing in the first round, depending on where they finish. Um, they are going to be without both of their top goaltenders, here in uh, for the next little bit as Peter Mrazek and James Reinermer were both injured in the game against uh, the Maple Leafs on Saturday, which, as we all know by now, prompted the David Ayers uh, e-bug win. Uh, David Ayers has been making the rounds. He was on the Today Show, the Late Show, a bunch of radio shows. He's actually in Carolina uh, today and will be honored by the Hurricanes and actually... Um, he has been made an honorary citizen, I guess. Uh, the state of North Carolina, in recognition of David Ayers, have um, designated him as an honorary North Carolinian and commend his recognition to all citizens. 
that from Governor Roy Cooper. He's going to be at the game tonight. I'm sure there'll be a very raucous uh, introduction there. Um, and if you haven't been following the Dave Dare story, I suggest you do as, you know, it's been one of the best stories of the season so far, for sure. One of the best stories in sports uh, here for a while. Speaking of the Hurricanes, I should mention they also made a pretty big splash prior to the trade deadline, acquiring Vincent Trocek from the Florida Panthers, who for some reason decided it was a good idea to trade a, an important center for Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, and a couple of prospects. Uh, so big addition there in Trocek, who's under contract for a couple of years more, I believe. They also acquired Brady Shea from the New York Rangers. Uh, and Sammy Vatnin from the New Jersey Devils with Brett Pesci and Dougie Hamilton uh, all out of the lineup on the blue line. So Don Waddell uh, doing some good work to solidify the blue line and to add a big center as well. Uh, the Metropolitan is uh, pretty ridiculous at the moment um, with no fewer than six teams currently in uh, the wildcard race or, you know, in the race playoff picture um and the rangers are only four points back of the Hurricanes, six points back of the columbus blue jackets who currently hold that second wild card spot um so it'll be interesting of course to see how that plays out i should also mention that joe thornton of course was not acquired by the Boston bruins or any other team uh, I mentioned earlier that Marlowe went to the penguins but joe thornton ultimately decided to stay in san jose um, after s admitting he'd be tempted to uh, waive his no-trade clause to move to a contender, but uh, I really believe he feels as though he has at least a year or two in him, and um, he's hopeful to re-sign with the Sharks, I would imagine, or perhaps jump to a team to play a full season uh, with someone else next year. Um, so he, yeah, definitely plans to play beyond this season, so maybe his chance to win the cup will come next year and he'll have a better idea of where he might want to waive uh, that no trade clause for. Uh, I believe that's it for today's podcast. Um, I'll of course be back tomorrow to talk about the game against the Calgary Flames uh, to see how Nick Ritchie did in his uh, Bruins debut and to recap that game and just bring, you know, our regular dose of daily Boston Bruins content. Thanks again for listening. My name is Ian McLaren. You can find me at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter, the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And please uh, rate and review the podcast today if you get a chance. It'd be very much appreciated. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, friends. I'll talk to you tomorrow.